everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, their Salt Lake location. They also have their Orem location, 86 East University Parkway. want to remind you, uh, the Raiders-Broncos game starts at 2 o'clock on Sunday right here on The Zone Sports Network. It'll be uh, brought to you by America First Credit Union, the uh, Buccaneers. What did I say? Uh, brought to you by America First Credit Union, the exclusive home of uh, the official Raiders debit card. Same great features and benefits now with the silver and black. Learn more at AmericaFirst.com slash Raiders. And uh, Gordo, uh, it is Friday, and we adjust the timing now because we've got football Fridays from 2 to 4. But, uh, of course, tradition on the show, it is time for Gordon's List. And now, another look into the mind of Gordon Monson. I know, we're all terrified. Let's just try to get through this together. This is Gordon's List on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Previously on Gordon's List. I don't want to tar and feather anyone. I like wild animals. You know, I'm getting a little tired of creatures attacking humans, even though we live in their environment. I am lion. Hear me roar. Make noises. Police in London broke down the door of an apartment uh, in which a cat dialed 911. A bear broke into a car, drove it down a hill, crashed it, and then pooped in the driver's seat and then left. You know, I'm kind of, you know, that's what I'm here for, the wise old bird. I squished a kitty and then with my car. Why do dogs like to stick their heads out the window? It's a dog's life, man. I just like dogs better than cats. Why do I smell dog food? There's a dog in here. <laughs> Some dog named Huckleberry. He's been causing a sensation on social media because he has a habit of sitting on the roof of his owner's house. It's time for another edition of Gordon's List, brought to you by Tim Daly Nissan Southtown. A uh, little animal medley for you there, Gordo. Uh, even though I am uh, the brunt of uh, a lot of sort of uh, poking fun at uh, via Austin's great work, he is the best producer in all of radio, isn't he? He does a great job. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, well, I'm not poking any fun. Never. Those are your <laughs> best hits. <laughs> You anyway, say, you said those things, Gordon. I did say those things. Yeah, That's, uh, Austin compiles all that stuff and does a good job with it. Uh, all right, uh, let's start with BYU Texas State. All right, let me just ask one simple question: What's to watch for tomorrow night? What's well, what to did, watch for? What did uh, What did Jordan Pendleton tell us? Was that yesterday? Where uh, to break a record of points scored? <laughs> See Zach Wilson throw for 700 yards. Now, BYU is what, a 30-point favorite? That's what I saw earlier in the week. I don't know what it is now. But uh, I I just – is that it? I mean, because BYU fans are going to love watching the Cougars, and they love watching them win. But for you and me and Joe Blow out there watching this game, what what is the compelling factor? No, I, I think it is to see how well BYU can play. I, I, I'm not. I mean, we can we can joke about breaking records, but no, that's that, that's the really the only thing that's compelling in in my mind. Texas State's just not. 
uh, a really interesting opponent, and I don't think they're going to put up much of a fight. I mean, you know, they're only one in five. And by the way, the line right now is uh, is twenty eight and a half. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, BYU's got a lot of weapons. They're playing really well, putting up a bunch of points. I I wonder how many they can put up. You you bring up a good point. I mean, it's almost like at this point. You're not watching to see if the Cougars are going to win. You're watching to see at what peak level they can perform. Yeah, how 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 good they can look. Is the offensive line going to be dominant? Is the offensive line going to pass block correctly to keep Zach Wilson clean so Zach Wilson can complete 27 of 29 passes for 387 yards or something like that? and four or five touchdowns, and and have those running backs find those creases and run to daylight. That's that's really what it comes down to. And one thing that impressed me with BYU early on, and they they need to clean up some things lately, but uh, remember those first few games? There are hardly any penalties. Yeah. You know? And maybe some of that has to do with the particular crew that is working a game. Because some guys seem to be a little sharper-eyed as far as, uh, or, or you can call them nitpicky if you want. Yeah, these but Big they, 12 they, refs, let's put it out, say what it is. The, anytime you see Big 12 crew is doing the game, expect uh, they're a flag on every other play. Well, the one thing that I noticed in that game with the referees is, uh, was everything a committee meeting? Was every single flag needed to have every official on the field come over and talk for 30 seconds each? Of, uh, Gordon, how else are they going to get on television? <laughs> I just thought some of those, some of the penalties were fairly clear cut. It didn't take a, uh, you know, a congressional session to, 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 to get that explained to the, uh, to the TV listeners and the, the folks, the watchers, the, the people in the stadium. You know how, what I mean? How it, else are they going to take, how else are they supposed to take the focus off the game, Gordon, if they're not on TV? <laughs> and they, they need to huddle with every flag to make sure everybody gets some face time. Do you think, do you really think that some conferences, officials, they, they call the game differently than yes, others? Yes. Why? Why don't they all call the game the same? Well, because I think actually the Pac-12 intentionally looks for morons, and I don't know if every I don't know if every every league does that. So I guess so, it's, so if it's the your Pac- strategy. <laughs> if the Pac-12 referee referees are morons, then what are the Big 12 officials? Uh, desperate for attention. <laughs> okay. Did you wonder about that when you saw that game? Uh, yeah, I did. Well, I, you see all the griping about the Big Twelve officials on on Twitter, and they have that uh, they have that that reputation. You know, I uh, it, it just it depends on what leagues are emphasizing. You know, if referees mm-hmm. like doing games again, you know, they like working. So I'm sure that they they listen to the people that are doing the hiring and they adjust their behavior accordingly. Well, so, the NFL you know, this year, the NFL this year, the officials are supposed to be backing off a little bit. Only throw the flag if it's really either egregious or it's a, a, a severely affecting the play. See, that's why the the concept of doing instant replay on on pass interference calls was so such so enormously stupid, right? I mean, I know that everybody overreacted from that one play from the Saints game. 
but mm-hmm. but reviewing judgment calls like that is so dumb because because this just in you don't want them to call that by the book you don't want the referees to call holding by the book in basketball you don't want those referees calling it by the book because it would just totally ruin the game so so having instant replay on what should be arbitrary calls is is ridiculous and and that's why it went over so badly uh, i think in the in the league last year because referees you know those that's a hard job and nobody should be nitpicked like that, I think. So I'll stick up for the referees there. That was always a stupid idea. You've played enough basketball, Jake, to know when the referee, when the referees know, have a, have a sound knowledge of the game. Because the good refs won't blow the whistle for everything. Some people say, call the game straight up. See, I disagree with that because some of the, some of the calls – are completely unnecessary and really have no impact on what's going on, uh, some of the potential calls. So I've always appreciated referees who understand all that and then put it in perspective and then blow the whistle. Not according to a superstar system or anything like that. Don't change it for because that's the guy who is uh, being affected one way or another. But just know when to blow the whistle and when not to, when to let it be. And sometimes referees, uh, they, they want to blow that whistle every single time. Can you imagine if in the NBA they called every carry? It would be unwatchable. Some people say if you do that, then it'll correct the problem. Then the, the players will adjust to it. You don't want, the, you don't want the problem corrected. Everybody, <laughs> everybody loves watching Allen Iverson dribble, you know? <laughs> Everybody loved here loved watching John Stockton, man. That that guy he used to palm, palm the ball, the ball every, yeah, yeah, on every single possession. I mean, that's that's the thing. You, you you do not want these calls by the book. You don't want pass interference calls by the book. You just don't. You, you you're right, Gordon. It's there's there's a there's a it's it's a delicate art in a weird way where you need to be fair. And I I believe that you should call the game the same way in the first quarter that you do the fourth quarter, but it, it, it would be impossible. It would be impossible to watch these sports if they were actually refereed right down to the 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 right down to the very detail of the rules. Right. It seems to me that the, the I don't know about high school sports because I, I, I don't watch enough of it carefully enough to really study the officials. But in my opinion, the college officials in both basketball and football are. They, they don't fully grasp that, not as well as the professional refs do. Yeah. That's, I mean, I could, I haven't done a study of it, and I can't give you numer- numerical evidence of it, but that's the way it seems uh, through my eyes, and I don't know what you see. But uh, let me ask you this. That, that uh, BYU-Texas State game, I think it's an 8-15 kick, supposedly, and ish, Yep. you know. The Utah State Boise State game, I believe that's a five o'clock kick, isn't it? It is, yes. Okay, so will BYU fans be watching the Utah State Boise State game just to get an eye uh, on the Broncos and see what uh, BYU is eventually going to have to play? Absolutely. Face? Plus, it doesn't. It has the potential to be a fun game. I hope Utah State plays well. Yeah, I think that game. It's on one of the, the major networks, isn't it, if I'm not mistaken? Uh, is it, it on – I wanted to say it was on CBS Sportsnet, but oh, is it? H- hang on. Hold yeah, the phone. 
You know, I, I'm in, I'm interested to see how Boise State plays and Utah State, obviously. So what what are we looking at here? How good will the Aggies be able to surprise? Will they? It sounds like Mac is encouraged by some of the things he's hearing out of Logan about what that team might be capable of doing. Uh, well, I mean, this is it, right? Uh, right. I mean, this is their toughest game all year long, unless something is different than what we expect. By the way, so, FS, FS1 is, is okay. uh, what, so it is on one of the big networks. Five o'clock kick so, on FS1. That's a nice place to be. So hopefully everyone around here will be able to see it. Well, you're and, uh, your uh, magic uh, game picking wizard in, in Vegas certainly does not like the Aggies. Boise State is favored by 17. Do you think that's more of a crapshoot when neither team has played? Of course it's a crapshoot. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. se- I mean, 17 points, it's a, it's a pretty healthy that's a pretty healthy spread right there. The gamblers not liking the Aggies. I want to see how Jason Shelley does uh, up there at Utah State because I think he's a good quarterback. Didn't you have – I think you and I had this discussion. We both were fairly high on Jason Shelley, right? Yeah, I – you, I think you and I were both higher on Jason Shelley than kind of the prevailing opinion. But, yeah. I mean, when when he had that comeback win over Oregon, he had a great performance in that game. You remember that? He yeah. played really, he played really, really well. It was um, not a great performance against Washington in the uh, in the Pac-12 in the, championship no, game. No, it was not. That, no, there was hardly any offense in that game at all. That was, wasn't that it that final? Was a, wasn't it like ten to six or something? Was or was an it awful game? That was yeah. one of the worst. <laughs> it was one of the worst football games. He just set football back years, um, but yeah, I, I mean, I Jason Shelley's good enough to go uh, go win games against good teams in the Pac-12. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, I would expect he'd be able to do the same uh, up at Utah State. I I'm a little bit more concerned about their personnel, I think, than than Coach Mack came off to me. I don't know. I mean, I, th- I think they've got some talent. Obviously, Jalen Warren's really good at the the running back position, and Devontae Henry Cole that helps. They're changing the offense to be more traditional, which is probably pretty smart. But, I mean, I don't know how many points they're going to put up. Yeah, I don't. When you have a new coordinator, you have a new quarterback, and you have uh, a, a, a fresh new look, you're not quite sure what you're going to get. But that's yeah. what makes the first game so interesting. Jake, according to a report that Major League Baseball has, testimony indicates that Astros general manager Jeff, is it Lunau? Is that how you say it? Uh, knew about the sign stealing that the team was doing. Now, Lunau said earlier this week in a TV interview that he was unaware. Oh, of course he knew. How on earth would you be unaware? <laughs> Come on. Now, you I and just... I are one. You and I are one mind on this. Uh, you know, obviously, when you when you punish the general manager and the manager, uh, but the players themselves are somewhat unscathed. It seems weird, but don't you hate it? guys come on and look right at the camera and flat out lie if i could correct you real quick they were not somewhat unscathed not one of them (laughs) served any form of punishment at all and i I think they i I definitely think they they should have been punished but here's to to back up the evidence that this guy is is totally lying through his teeth the reason that major league baseball punished the manager and the general manager is because major league baseball heard about it they heard about it, and they warned the franchise. They said, knock it off, or we're going to punish you. We are going to hold you personally accountable unless this crap gets knocked off, and they didn't do it. So now this so guy that- has the, the stones to look at all of us and said, oh, I had no idea. 
false. <laughs> that is that is not true. Liar, liar, pants on fire. So when all the rest of us were going, what's that banging on the trash can all about? What's that all? You know, he's over there knowing all about it from the beginning and then denying it later. Yeah. And maybe he wasn't maybe he wasn't the creator of it. But you would have to have your head so far up your own backside to not know about it that I just I am not believing it. Not not at all. Speaking of baseball, let me throw this one by you. Major League Baseball Commissioner Rob Manfred is talking about limiting the shift. Good or bad? Uh, bad. Mr. Would, Baseball, jump they, in on this, too. Why would they limit the, what's the What's the, the reason? I think they think it's bad for offensive baseball, you know? Uh, this is this is this is a the, the uh, a mark of a soft generation is what this is. Yeah, I couldn't agree <laughs> if more. If you can't hit, if you can't push the ball the opposite way, and you pull it every single time, and the defense knows that and shifts, and you can't hit out of that, some of those shifts there is nobody on the opposite side of the diamond. They're all yep. packed in between first and second, or second yep. and third. You can't mm-hmm. bunt it down even a half swing the other way, then you are out. That's how it goes. Don't make it soft. I have uh, I've uh, studied this a little bit, and it's interesting because some people are saying that the original positioning, traditional positioning of baseball players in the field is a shift to begin with. So what difference does it make if you're moving pieces around? All right, we'll get to more of Gordon's list coming up right around the corner. But we are live from the warehouse today, 1825 South, 300 West. Uh, Just talked to a listener who came by uh, saying hello, Tom, and uh, he said he had his eye on an adjustable bed. You know, they really kind of reinvented the game with these adjustable beds, didn't they? If you have never had a demonstration, stop by today, get a free jazz shirt, and let me give you a demonstration. Let Vidal give you a demonstration. Let Clayton give you a demonstration. You will have your mind blown. The difference. Can I, uh, can I Tom, uh, back 100%. you up on that? Yes. I, 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 I can't stress it enough. If you haven't had an adjustable bed, and I'm a newbie here, right? I mean, but it is everything you said it would be, Tom. My favorite part of the demonstration is where I just raise your head up for about three to four inches, and then all the pressure goes off your lower back. And then I raise your feet up, and it's like, oh, my gosh, this is the most comfortable I've ever been in my bed. And then I put the flat button, and it feels like I inverted you on your head because your brain is telling your heart, oh, we've got a problem, (laughs) pump. (laughs) <laughs> pump it's amazing so come by and have a demonstration if you need a spare bedroom mattress come in and buy the adjustable queen bed for your bedroom put your old mattress that's nasty in your bedroom if you're not sleeping well the likelihood is your mattress sucks there's a lot of crappy mattresses most out there. Most people, <laughs> and I say most people, I would guess half of the population, their mattress is 12 years old. Right. And if it's 8 years old, it probably has 20 pounds of dust mites. 20 pounds? 20 pounds. Oh, my gosh. It, it's just nasty. That is it, nasty. That's terrible. We, we haven't talked about this for a month. I'll give you a gel-infused mattress memory foam or hybrid 
with a head-up adjustable, 599 bucks. Sweet. If you want the best deal, it's the head-up, foot-up with the Bluetooth module. It's like a $2,900 normal package. I can show it to you for 3500 bucks, 899 bucks. They'll be gone. You'll miss it. Yeah. And then you'll have to pay more. Yeah. So do... Sorry, I have the hiccups, Jake. How no. did that happen? Well, right mid-sentence. Oh, just the worst. I have the hiccups, so I'm going to hiccup and say that price again. 899 instead of 2900 bucks. Amazing. Come and see us. All right, 1825 South, 300 West. That is Tom. It is the warehouse. Don't forget about the University Parkway location as well, 86 East, University Parkway down there in Orem. Uh, more of Gordon's List straight ahead, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Utah's most listened to sports radio afternoon show. This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union. Guiding members forward for over 80 years. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Live today from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. Price is so low, it'll blow your mind. It's the warehouse. By the way, band of the day today is Dio. Uh, brought to you by Live Nation Concerts by is that, Concert what, Tickets. A question mark, Jake? And get the latest, latest tour <laughs> news and artists inside of LiveNation.com. Uh, at the last second, it went through my head. Is that Dio or Dio? It's Dio, and, and they are the Dio. metal gods of the world. Yeah, they, they, they sound... Uh, you're cranking it up a notch. Let me put it that way. Love it. You're a big, you're a big fan, Austin. I'm a huge fan. Yep. Mm. All right, Dio. Let me ask you guys a question, real All quick. Right. If you were to, if you were going to go on a long road trip, and you could only put one artist or band into your into your sound system of your car, and you just got open road in front of you, what are you listening to? Uh, let me think here. I gotta go with Eiffel 65. <laughs> Is that what you gotta go with? I think I don't think there's any other choice. I think it'd have to be Eiffel uh, Eiffel 65. Austin, for you, is it Dio? Dio or Scorpions? Really? Who we found out are from Germany, right? They're Deutsch. Yes. Uh, I don't know. My uh, Eiffel 65 would not. Do you know who that is, Gordon? That's the, they yeah, sing, I've uh, heard that, of that. That blue song, that just horribly obnoxious song. Uh, is that the one that I'm blue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you imagine listening to that over and over again as you drove the country? I mean, it'd just be awful. <laughs> um, let's see. What what would my actual answer to your song be? It, or to your question be? It'd have to be... It'd have to be a little upbeat or have mostly upbeat, upbeat songs and a, a pretty extensive catalog. Have to go with maybe, oh, maybe the Rolling Stones? But do you want something with uh, with, uh, with uh, a pulsating beat, something to, to fire you up as you're heading on down the road? I'd probably go with Yellow Card. Something you could sing along with, too. That, that, might, be, that might be a factor. So not Bob Dylan. Oh, I could listen to Bob for a long time, but but Bob can get a, he can get a little slow sometimes, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Just have a if you find a, a, if you find a melody in there soundtrack. anywhere, Bob, and yeah. uh, jump aboard. Yeah. No, but Bob sounds like a, a cellist being skinned alive. Uh, no, that is not true. 
got a beautiful voice. Wow. <laughs> He's a better writer than he is a singer, uh, but uh, you know, he's good at it. He's he's good at it all. Nope. You know what song I'm suddenly in the mood to hear, and I don't even know who the artist is, but uh, you know that song, a Barbie girl, <laughs> <laughs> Baby Shark. <laughs> no, you know that song, Bluer Than Blue. Meet the Chipmunks. Bluer Than Blue. Yeah, I've, yeah, I've heard of that song from uh, Miles Davis. Is that I don't know who who did it, but I, I suddenly I'm in the mood for that. I don't okay. know why. We're getting bogged down. Some, All right, <laughs> what are we, what's next on the list? New York Jets defensive lineman Steve McClendon found out that he was uh, <laughs> traded to the Tampa Bay Bucks before the game uh, that the Jets were playing against the Dolphins. And you know what he did? He went out and played anyway. Oh, I, I so would have, too. You would have? Yeah, save, save that game check, baby. Well, I mean, he'd be paid either way. Would he? I think so. Well, I don't yeah, know. He's, I don't he's, think he's any... picking up that paycheck regardless of whether he's actually playing in a game. Well, would you he, go he... out to – what? Or, or okay, well, uh, save the game check and I'd play because I'd go out there and really dog it. I mean, just just really dog it out there and and uh, make my my now former team look really bad. Oh, Imagine listening no, to this. Th- this isn't the song. That, but this like is no, no. This is no. This is the one that that Jake was referring to. I was referring to the bluer than blue. This is that sadder than sad. No, no, no. Bluer than no, no. It's blue. Listen, I know it's blue. Bluer than this one. Yeah, this song's all about being blue. I know, but this is the song that reminded me of the bluer than blue song. This is the blue song. Yeah, now you're going down. You're going down Route 40 now. Uh, Stepping on the accelerator, man. Singing along. (laughs) No, no, that's not the song I was thinking. Only three minutes left. (laughs) Oh man. man. So uh, anyway, uh, McClendon was tipped off. Uh, that a car would be waiting for him after the game to take him to the airport. <laughs> and he went out and played anyway. That's like me. That's like you and me going to Austin before, right before a show and saying, hey, uh, Austin, you know, you're not working here anymore. Uh, but we want you to do a stellar job on the show today. Uh, how would that go, Austin? I never even knew you. <laughs> he'd be gone never even out, heard of you out the door and he'd be gone i might yeah. i might start uh, i might just play this song and lock the door behind me and just leave it on on, <laughs> yeah, on a loop <laughs> can't All believe right. gordon wanted to hear that song so badly that's not the song That's it's the song that is you know, you know the song, song you know sadder than sad bluer than blue whatever it is yeah, that this that, that's that that song. was the that's, song that's not that's not that you just song. didn't let me get to that part <laughs> no that's not it. No, the one I'm talking about is just a real sort of melancholy tune. Yeah, this yeah. one. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> All right. Yo, listen up. No, it's not gotta... it. It's what not are we, it. What are we, uh, what's next? There All right. Uh, 
Let's see. Uh, a report out from uh, Sham Sharania. I'm, I'm shocked that he would be the one. That, uh, but apparently the NBA now is targeting December 22nd to start the basketball season, the NBA season, a 72-game season. The Board of Governors informed owners that that was the target date. Now, there had been some talk that it might be Martin Luther King Day in January, but now apparently this is something that they're aiming for. I don't know. I don't know, Jake, if they're going to be able to pull that off or not. Oh, I think they could pull it off. But the question is, will the players be on board? Uh, Shams had an uh, additional report saying that um, uh, he said NBA League Office informed Board of Governors of projected value for teams and players with December 22nd start versus later more than $500 million. Mm. So, I mean, that's we know that. I mean, that's why the owners are, are motivated to get going as soon as they possibly can. But the players uh are are going to want a later start so when i first read this report i wondered gordon is this the starting point of the negotiation for the owners if they come out and say okay we're going to do this we're going to get it going before christmas let's uh, get on board and the players say oh man we could only do february at the earliest and then they're going to work their way to the middle although you know if there's half a billion dollars on the line i mean that's that's some motivation for the players too mind you because they've got to they've got to figure out you know just how much of uh, the sacrifice that they're going to make. So I'm I am so fascinated, Gordon. As you know, I am so fascinated to see how this process uh, works its way out. Because this is stuff that we've just uh, absolutely never uh, never have seen before, and it, it's it's pretty wild. And I'm trying to remember the date. The date to keep an eye on is, in fact, let me bring up uh, uh, Woj, uh, Wojnarowski's uh, report today. I believe it's uh, October 30th. Yep, October 30th is the key day, Gordon. That's when the NBA and NBA PA agreed uh, that that would be the deadline on complete ongoing discussions on modifications to the CBA for next year, mm-hmm. uh, a date that requires uh, the league or union to provide 45 days notice if either decides to terminate the CBA, which is kind of a uh, doomsday might be a little fierce, but that's, you know, that's kind of the, uh, that's not what everybody wants. This is really where it comes down to relationships, and everyone's been talking about how the Players Association and the leadership has gotten along so well with Adam Silver, vice versa. Now we're going to find out under duress, really, because everyone is feeling pressure to try and get this uh, figured out as best they can. I think the Players Union really did a good job in replacing Billy Hunter. Now, maybe they should have replaced Billy, you know, 15, 20 years earlier. But when they actually decided to, I, I think Michelle Roberts seems to me like mm-hmm. she's pretty sharp. Like, yeah. like she, she says the right things. Um, you know, she, she, like her interview with Sam uh, back there in the bubble was, was so good. Seems like she really has her priorities, uh, priorities in line. Um, I have confidence that the two sides that have worked together so well so far will will continue to do that. There's too much on the line. I think she's smart enough to realize that. And, Jake, you do realize that if the thing is to start on December 22nd, that's less than two months away. Yeah. Yeah. Nuts. That is ambitious. Well, we talked about this way back in, uh, in like, June, Gordon, how much NBA basketball we were going to have for basically the next two years until it's Mm -hmm. all caught up. Yeah, yep. that that's still very real. 
And there's all kinds of business to take care of between now and then if that were to be the actual targeted date. A crazy uh, amount. Even, even counting up every dollar, which is the process that's going on right now, Gordon, and they're hoping to have it done in a couple of weeks, even that is an incredible task. Mm-hmm. I mean, to yeah. do it that quickly right after the season is over to get this process, uh, I, I mean, it's it's incredible. It's incredible know, what the NBA is doing. I, I know that there's a lot of money at stake here, but I hope they get it right because you, you, you just don't want to do it sloppily. You know, you don't want to make mistakes. Uh, but I understand the monetary side of it. I got some sad news here. This is uh, uh, just horrible. But uh, former 49ers defensive lineman uh, Dana Stubblefield uh, sentenced to 15 years to life for rape of Jeez. a potential babysitter in his home. This He was found guilty in July, but that's the sentence now. 15 years to life. Man, what a waste. What that's... a horrible, horrible waste. <laughs> and uh, this sort of on a lighter note, but... Austin, you know, is afraid of the water, right? He's is Austin the last afraid thing, of the water? He's afraid of the water. He's not afraid of water. He's afraid of being on the water. No, the he's last, he's, the he la- doesn't go on cruise ships not because he's afraid of the water. It's it's afraid of being stranded on a cruise ship. Correct. <laughs> it's but not, no, it's not his fear of the but ocean. Have you ever been out, like, on a family boat? Of course. And do you enjoy that, or does it make you nervous? Uh, I don't care for it too much. Hence, I've done it like three times ever in my whole life. You know, we have it's a boat, not that I'm and so of I think water. I'm going to would rather do anything else. We have a boat, and I was going to invite uh, the Hortons and the Scots to go on a boat uh, out on a boating uh, excursion. Now, just pay up my dinner, you owe me. Heck yeah, I'm in, Gordon. Sign me up. I'm down. Does that I'm sound down fun? For a, yeah, I'm down for a boat ride. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, however, this would freak Austin out. I know it would. It freaked me out. Did you see the video of a family in a boat, a family with small kids? They're out in a, in a regular family boat, but they're out in the ocean. And all of a sudden, out of the water comes a huge whale. It just breaches right next to the boat with its big mouth right there, wide open, and flies up in the air and splashes down right next to the boat. And the boat is rocking back and forth all over the place. And everyone is shocked and frightened in the boat, uh, scared out of their life jackets, practically. And I saw that and I thought, how freaky would that be? I mean, I've never had an experience like that. I mean, I've, I've seen sharks. I've caught a shark. I've been out in the ocean with big fish. But I've never had a whale jump out of the water and splash me and have, have my boat practically capsized by by a huge whale. You gotta you gotta watch that, Austin. I want I want to know your your real reaction when you see it. Just so you can type it in and Google it. And you get me I'll, a pontoon boat, and I'm telling you right now, I'm gonna end up with a grass skirt and a coconut bra. <laughs> I want to I want to hear Austin's reaction. When he sees that, Jake, that would freak anybody out. Uh, I've been I've been uh, been in a boat where a, a whale jumped pretty close to us. I don't I haven't seen this video, but it was you know probably like ten fifteen feet away. I, the thing slices right up through the water, right next to the boat. What and... should I search? I've searched two things and haven't found it. I'll, I'll tell you one of the coolest experiences of my life, Gordon, is we were in a uh, good old Boston whaler on the Chesapeake Bay. 
Oh, yeah. And uh-huh. uh, we, for several miles, drove along with a pod of uh, porpoises. Oh, did you? And, uh-huh. oh, man, close enough to touch. Touch most of, like, put your hand out as they come up out of the water. And I was that was a pretty amazing experience. I, I don't know what it is about uh, dolphins or porpoises, whatever you want to call them, but they seem to like to follow along by a boat uh, and, and swim with it. I was uh, off the coast of Hawaii uh, once, and uh, we were uh, just sailing along, and we must have had 20 dolphins around us. Uh, you, you said porpoises or dolphins, whatever you want to call them, you know they're different. Yeah. Okay. What is what is a dolphin? What what is flipper? Is that a porpoise? That's a dolphin. Wait. No, a dolphin looks yes. different than that. A porpoise has a flat nose. The dolphin has the bottle nose. Well, how come I've seen pictures of dolphins that look totally different than than flipper? I have no idea what dolphins you're looking at, but you probably weren't looking at a dolphin. <laughs> would be my guess. Wait. Okay. So let me get this straight. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the porpoise has a flat nose, right? And the dolphin has a, a rounded nose. It, it, no, uh, the bottle nose. A, a porpoise looks nose. like a, a whale whose nose has been cut off. Well, okay, I, they're I, called I'm... cetaceans, I believe. <laughs> you can you can do a quick image search on the old Google machine there, Gordon. You can you can kind of see what we're talking about. I don't want to sound like Robert and I, but I want to know what the porpoise of your question is. Oh, that was just terrible. All right. The non-sports report is coming up next. Stay tuned. Live at the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West, their Salt Lake location. Don't forget they've got one in Orem as well, 86 East University Parkway. We'll have more next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone. I've always Googled. Check this out. And now your non-sports report on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. And the Zone Sports Network. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy. It hurts. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy. It hurts. I'm too sexy for your party. Too sexy for your party. No way. I'm disco dancing. I'm the model. You know what I mean. I do my little turn on the catwalk. Yeah, I'm the catwalk. I'm the catwalk. Yeah, I do my little turn on the catwalk. I'm too sexy for my shirt. Too sexy for my shirt. So sexy. It hurts. Incredible. Welcome on back. Big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, live from the warehouse, 1825 South, 300 West. We're going to talk to Tom momentarily, but it's time for Gordon, or it's time for uh, the uh, Not Sports Report brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Gordon, where are we going today? Uh, we're going to, where else would we go but Florida? But before we go, I just want to let everyone know that I'm too sexy for my shirt. It hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah, it hurts. <laughs> uh, nice work there, Austin. A Florida man went on a crime spree, fellas, that involved him breaking into three different homes and stealing two cars before he was caught because he was in someone's yard yelling. Right. Wait a minute. Hold on real, real quick. He broke into three different houses to steal yes. two cars. What did he yeah. do at the third house? Uh, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, just about. Let me tell you what happened. Apparently, he the first victim's home, he broke into a 73-year-old man's house uh, who was asleep 
when he heard some noise and he woke up. And isn't this uh, sort of everyone's nightmare? You don't want to wake up. You don't want to be stirred out of your slumber by someone rummaging through your house. And that's what happened. Uh, the 73-year-old man woke up and he, he heard the noise and he found uh, this guy. His, his name is Pennington uh, going through his closet. Apparently, Pennington pushed the victim to the ground as the older gentleman went to confront him and then continued rummaging through the house. And finally, he stole the older man's uh, truck and fled the scene. Um, And and so what did the 73-year-old man do? Apparently, he had some electronics stolen, and it must have been, if he had a cell phone, that must have been one of the things that was stolen, because the deputies involved said that the victim had to ride his bike for a mile, carrying his oxygen tank with him until he reached a gas station in order to call 911. So, apparently, uh, the, 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 uh, the perp... Uh, continued to drive the older man's truck to a wooded area, and there he burglarized two other residences. And deputies said that one of those victims caught him in the act because she was in her house and she was sleeping, and she heard her refrigerator alarm start going off. Woke her up, she got out of bed, went to the kitchen, and she thought it was her son, but instead, she found this Pennington fellow sitting down, eating her food. Did eating her food. Would you break into a house when somebody was there and sit down and have a meal? Uh, no, but I wouldn't be breaking into anybody's house to begin with. After he Depends got done eating, have, really. <laughs> after he got done eating, he stole that person's truck and left the home and went to a third residence where uh, he burglarized that particular place and stole several items. Um, and they found him in a yard yelling at someone, and uh, someone had called in, and the officers came and apprehended him. Apparently, this 47-year-old man, Pennington is his name, is facing charges of burglary with a battery, four counts of armed burglary, two counts of unarmed burglary, burglary, two counts of grand theft of a motor vehicle, three counts of grand theft, and two counts of stealing a ham and a turkey sandwich. Did you say armed robbery with a battery? What would that look like? <laughs> Four counts of armed burglary, two counts of unarmed burglary. Uh, don't make me charges get the lithium ion. Of a yeah. burglary with a battery. I don't know what that means. Does that mean that he hit somebody? Did he did he shock his way into the home? <laughs> I was kidding about the two counts of theft of a ham <laughs> turkey sandwich. <laughs> All right. That was just that was just for good, amusing fun. But he was stealing. I don't know what he st- stole out of the refrigerator. But if you were in someone else's home, rummaging through the home, and you went to the refrigerator to get something, what's the first item you're grabbing? The mustard. 
<laughs> but you're not eating it. You're pocketing it to take it home to enjoy with your own food, right? No, I'll eat it. <laughs> straight. You can eat mustard straight. Straight yellow mustard. Mm. I wonder if he went if he reached for the liverwurst. Just you ever like had liverwurst? I have. have. You ever had? You ever spread it on a sandwich? Uh, I suppose that's the the normal way to eat it, right? Or on a cracker. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> we're at the warehouse. That, okay. that is my mother's favorite food. Liverwurst, this Clayton as well. Yes, I, and I and I actually now, because of the memory of that, I love it. Do you? Reminds it. you, of mom. We're here at the warehouse. You know, you know what that reminded South, me of? Three hundred West. Hey, Jake, that whole story reminded me of uh, what's what was the what's the old uh, uh, fairy tale about the, uh, the the person that goes and sleeps in the bear's house and. Tries out the bed and eats their porridge and all Goldilocks? that. Goldilocks? And saying? the three bears? <laughs> what? Okay. All right. I'm done. Jake, yeah, well, Tom, what's let's, the, let's what's talk the fairy tale about the, the woman in her uh, her bear cupboard? What is that one? I don't know. <laughs> Old Mother Hubbard went oh, to yeah. the cupboard. What's the one with the spider that comes down? Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> What we're gonna do, <laughs> what we're gonna do is we're going to just say that liverwurst is the poor man's pate. There you go. Okay. That makes that makes. Now we can sense. change subject. Let's talk furniture. <laughs> Clayton wants to talk about him hurting his back because coach seems so concerned that Clayton was not doing his best self two weeks ago. Coach is my homie. He, takes he was care concerned. Me. So Clayton, He's why don't you tell guy. that story real quick? Well, as my dad would say, long story short, we uh, finally were able to move uh, our location and move all our inventory out of the old warehouse, and it took 22 trucks. Wow. Took eight 18-wheelers, and then, of course, 14 of our 22-foot box truck that we have. I got a crew of 14 guys here. We did it in one day. Wow. That's amazing. So when you're throwing over when you're throwing over 600 king size California king size queen size mattresses, you know, you're bound to hurt your back. Well, that means what what he's not saying is he thought that he was He-Man and he would grab a king <laughs> mattress, throw it up on his shoulder and carry it by himself. We were. We had and he a crew. did like 50 of them that yeah. day. That's a lot. And yeah. Guess who couldn't move the next day? Me. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And I hurt my back. I did. I'm getting old, I guess, unfortunately. Well, that's not a matter of getting old, man. That, that happens to everybody. Everyone's got to be careful when they're moving stuff out there. My, my, my dad talked about my mom. Now we'll talk. My dad would say he has crap for brains. <laughs> <laughs> that's not nice. You're so, I'm so bright. You call me son. Wow. Look oh, at that. Well, but, but, hey. So, so what are we going to do because of this stuff? Well, you tell him because we only got a temporary. You tell him about the t stuff back there. So we made a deal. With the space behind us, we have a warehouse back there, and it's uh, absolutely full. Jake, you've been in the store. You've been in the warehouse. We're full. Right. Well, I've got like 20,000 feet behind us, and it's full. To the brim. Trust me, I stacked it deep. And now, now we're going to sell, sell it cheap. cheap. And we're going to stack it high <laughs> so you can get a discount to buy. How about that? Stack it low and watch it go. <laughs> so the bottom line is we're going to make some deals this weekend on everything that happens to be a floor model. I've got mattresses. I've got $2,000 King mattresses. You come in, there will be no reasonable offer refused. How about 200 bucks for a 
floor model that might have a scuff on the side. Floor model mattress, king size for 200 bucks. How about what about our beds? What about the nightstands? How about tables? how about nightstands, coffee tables, whatever it might be? Come in if it's marked 199 bucks. I'll take 30 percent off. That 199 is probably half price of our competitors. We have to sell all of this stuff that was floor models from the old store. And we've got and there two is weeks nothing to do wrong it. with it. Awesome, Love nothing seats, wrong with it. Sofas, recliners, sectionals. Oh, my gosh, nightstands. I can't even name everything that we moved. As Beautiful the coach stuff. would say, this is not a triple boom. This is a quintuplet. Boom, <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Whatever you boom. need for your house, keep us in mind. We'd love to earn your business at the warehouse. We'll take care of you. Like my dad said, no. What would you say? No. Reasonable offer will be refused. I like that. How about that? All right. You heard him. 1825 South, 300 West. Thank you, Clayton and Tom. Don't forget, 86 East. University Parkway as well. We'll have more coming up next, 97.5 and 1280, The Zone.